Welcome to Diary of a Crowdfunded Film, proudly in collaboration with Brick Studios. I'm Jose Pusella. Join me as I take you on this audio journey with Heath Davis on the making of his new crowdfunded film, Christmas. Thank you for joining us on this fourth episode of Diary of a Crowdfunded Film, bringing you the audio equivalent of the special features on a DVD in this series dedicated to the fourth film by Heath Davies titled Christmas. As always, I'm Jose, credit officer five days a week, binge writer eater seven nights a week, in addition to moonlighting as a podcaster once a week. This time, joining me is creator and founder of Brick Studios and producer extraordinaire, Mr. Daniel Fennick. How are you traveling, Dan? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? I'm very good, mate. Um, look, as always, before we kick off, let me get some house cleaning in order. Have you ever dreamt of walking down the red carpet for a movie screening premiere or wanted to call action on a film set and see what it's like to be a director for a day? Then these are just two of the amazing perks on offer if you choose to become a backer to Heat's film Christmas. Simply jump online at www.indiegogo.com forward slash projects forward slash Christmas hashtag and click and choose your level of support and become part of Australian film history. And if you've listened to this show and enjoyed the third episode as much as Heath enjoyed the idea of possible late night prank call to Michael Madsen, then please subscribe, like, and if so inclined, leave a review as it helps us grow this community with people like yourselves. All right. Look, I'd like to just preface by saying to our listeners today that this episode, we can look at sort of an audio roadmap for any aspiring filmmaker or creator looking to leap into their first feature. I wanted to talk to you with Dan about the importance of galvanizing local community and spirit in these endeavors. Would you agree with that first statement? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Let's, you know, galvanize and get everyone together. And this is something quite special and exciting. So let's, uh, you know, let's pull everyone in for the ride. Indeed. So how did you get involved as producer on this feature? Yeah, well, I guess uh, Heath's worlds and my worlds were bound to collide at some point. So Blandy or Chris Bland, Heath's cinematographer that's worked on all of his films. Um, I actually met when I first started directing um, in the corporate space, sort of just doing um, corporate videos and stuff. We kind of got along pretty well and I was, you know, quite a lot younger then. And yeah, we sort of we sort of connected pretty well and he sort of looked out for me and kind of mentored me in some elements and some departments, I guess. And kind of as I developed as a director producer throughout the years and sort of pushed from from corporate videos into more, much more high-profile socials, he and I um, kept working together and got stronger and stronger. And it sort of got to the point where we actually were sitting, you know, on wrap at the end of a really uh, intense shoot, which, you know, became a really high-profile shoot and, you know, really cool job for us. We actually sat together and he kind of gave me that sort of push over the edge. You go, man, dude, we got we got to do this for ourselves. we got to start Brick Studios. So he was the one that kind of sort of, we'll be talking about it off and on for about a year or two anyway. And he kind of was the one that sort of pushed me into going, dude, you got to, you know, you got to dig deep. This is going to be you, buddy. You got to start Brick. Brick obviously didn't have a name at that point. So he, yeah, so he and I kind of go way back. And um, a lot of my developments come up through him. And then through the years also, I got quite tight with a really cool uh, editor, uh, a French dude that's married an Aussie bird and, you know, has picked up the Aussie vernacular. I think his favourite is Bin Night. You know, he loves a good Aussie Bin Night. Um, and that's uh, Roman. So through the years uh, working together with Blandy, he got to know Roman quite well and introduced Roman to Heath. And I was like, you know, they just knocked out Book Week. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. That's, you know, sweet film. I'll 
would have been nice to get an invite, but yeah, cool, whatever. And then the next film came along and that was Locust. The thing is too, I've never actually met Heath at this point. And it got to the point where Blandy tried to link up a couple of meetings with us and he just kept blowing me off. Like we'll go to meet and then I'll get a text message an hour away. And I'm like, dude, Blandy, I don't think this dude exists. I don't think, I don't think Heath is a real guy. <laughs> and yeah. And then we eventually just sort of caught up at the, one of the screenings of Locust and we were chatting and stuff. And, you know, I was there with, uh, with Roman and, Actually, that was the time that I was going to drag you along as my date to the uh, to the locust screening. That is correct. <laughs> that was actually the first time I met Heath, and I was one of the first things I told you because I told you I was like, "Man, this dude's a fucking ghost. He's a he's not real. He's a rouge." <laughs> and I was like, "Nah, he's fucking real." Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. We've sort of been chatting, and you know, ever since then, and yeah, like like I said, like I introduced Roman to Blandy, Blandy to to Heath, and so my boys were working with his boys, and you know, the team was developing, and then it just sort of got to you know, we just sort of got this next project and i was like yeah man i'll have a crack i've never made a film before like i, I can shoot ads and you know stuff and you know social campaigns and all that sort of thing so i've never had a crack at an ad before so yeah it was just like let's let's take a punt and so far so good so yeah this is pretty interesting for me so you're kind of chatting to me oh what are we now probably about a month into actually really digging deep and making this thing happen like we think we've got like a month left on the crowdfunding There's, campaign uh, so 20 days left actually oh all right yeah cool all right guys if you're listening you got 20 days left so uh yeah get involved sorry i was gonna say we really have to thank then um chris or blandy as you call him mm. for giving you the final push to start off with brick studios um obviously then amalgamation yeah. of roman and finally as you were saying the ghost of christmas himself Heath, that you finally got to meet um and obviously he does exist because <laughs> we've been we've had three episodes with him and then it's just this, there's been this love affair, I guess, creative love affair that started between you and him on this. So look, what's been, or from your perspective, how have you been trying to engage the communities of Western Sydney? I know there's probably been a gamut of things, but one way in particular, because you're part of certain uh, groups or memberships creatively, right? You, I remember you mentioned the other day to me something about the Chamber of Commerce. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm part of uh, two Chamber of Commerces. One's the Greater Norellan and the other is Campbelltown. Greater Norellan, we're a media partner. Um, but it even goes back further than that. So when I was studying contemporary theatre at Nepean, which turns out was also the same uni that um, both Slim and um, Heath went to, yes. which was pretty, you know, fortuitous. Um, one of the, the contemporary theatre degree, one of the cornerstones of that was contemporary perform uh, was community uh, engagement so you know it was pretty heavily ingrained in us that we don't live in a vacuum and um, when you make art you know it's very important to connect with the community and I actually started in my teenage years uh, studying uh, community theatre at PYT over at Casula Powerhouse which is now over at Fairfield and right. one of the things that was really sort of blew me away about how they did things was they would go and teach you a set of skills and then connect, you know, you know, because we were the community at that point, and we would go out and take these site-specific performances where we'd teach, we'd learn these skills and go out into the community and uh, sorry, into the locations within within our community and perform these original works. And for me, that was quite mind-blowing because I learned all these skills and then applied them and created an original work that was my interpretation or reflection of my story but using these new skills. And I sort of did that over the years. And my first mentor was also a lecturer at that uni. So, right. you know, I naturally followed followed suit and went there. And it's always been part of what I did is to connect with the community that I'm with. So one of the pillars of 
one of the sort of major values of Brick Studios is that we are seen as a pathway for emerging artists. Now, we're only a baby company. We're only a couple of years old. Like we can barely stay afloat ourselves. But what we try to do is every opportunity we get is we try to create um, pathways for the locals. Like we're based in MacArthur. So let's give opportunities to MacArthur artists and surrounding artists. One of the ways we do it is every video, corporate video or branded piece that we put out there needs music. So I've been constantly reaching out to musos to send, like, to send me their music. It's like, cause, you know, because we can use that. Like I've put, you know, unsigned artists up on, you know, Invisalign ads and things like that, like high profile stuff, yes. a ton of, you know, internal comms. So these artists who, especially through COVID, would not normally have been, you know, you know, would not normally have make an income, at least we can create a pathway for them. And I'm currently mentoring up, a, you know, a young director right now as well. So sort of building, building pathways. So when it comes to this particular film, um, it was a natural fit. And we've actually had a really successful model previously with the We Are Campbelltown tourism campaign where it was exactly that. It was short documentaries. It was a tourism campaign that was designed to promote businesses in the area, but it was the whole behind the scenes in the lead up to all that sort of extra comms that went out to everybody. That's the stuff that actually resonated the most with the community. So that model that we use with the We Are Campbelltown campaign was so successful because we'd, we had not only delivered these films, but we created all this hype and excitement with the behind the scenes content that went out during the shoot and pre-event launch, you know, and, you know, this was in the height of COVID last year. I was chatting to these, you know, obscure businesses tucked away in little arcades and stuff who say, look, you literally put food on my table and the films haven't been, been released yet. So what I want to do with this film is, is that on a much larger scale. So I want to give Western Sydney artists, you know, whether they're musos, whether they're actors, whether they're film crew, um, whether they're, you know, caterers, you know, whether they're, you know, su you know, support crew, all that sort of stuff, give them an opportunity to be part of the momentum that this film is going to bring. Um, and we're starting to see that now, which is exciting. And I'm going to put my hand up and say, um, thank you for letting me be part of the momentum because I kind of fit into their community because uh, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this involvement um, or be able to be able to help in this way, you know, so I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So I guess, you know, emerging podcasters, yeah. <laughs> Jose is actually one of the great ideas where he's like, dude, I want to do a podcast. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's a great idea. You know, this is exactly it. And look, and I think you're the, you're the man and definitely you have the, um, You've got the expertise behind you because I do want to mention to anyone, you know, Dan did, did say the Brick Studios, they are a young uh, company, but um, they did win the gold New South Wales Tourism Awards um, for the Orange Campaign in 2019. Um, so that is that is an amazing accomplishment. Um, and again, yeah, and, and silver at the Australian. And that is actually the story where we were sitting at the end of the last day of the shoot at the Philip Shaw Winery going, holy shit, what crazy week did we just have? And that's when Blaine is like, dude, you've got to start. You've got to start. So that was actually the catalyst for everything that we're talking about today. That's beautiful. I wanted to touch back um, in the third episode, Heath gave us uh, an Australian exclusive, I'm going to say. I go, scratch that, a world exclusive. He announced a planned shooting start date of August 9th. Is everything still on track? Yes. Okay, lovely. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. Good, yeah. good, good. It's the good mojo. Um, can you share the whereabouts in Sydney you'll be rolling or is it more a case of redacted? No, no, no. Look, there's two locations that we've locked in um, and there's two more 
major locations that we're hoping to lock in. What are we now? Thursday, tomorrow, actually. So we're going to get a recce. Hopefully we can lock these last two major locations in tomorrow. So wow, okay, that's very exciting. So then there's a couple of others as well, but the two that we have locked in, um, these two business owners are super supportive of the project, not only bringing a film to town, but the whole, uh, the whole, the whole wave that's coming with it. Now, the yes. first guy to get on board is um, is a guy called Jai from the Beer Shed Brewing Companies in Lamia. I was going to say, we very briefly touched on him in the first episode um, with Heath. So I'm glad that we've got you and you can definitely give us some more info so we can give him a massive shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can get him on too. So, so Jai is a retired actor. So if you'd watched Two Hands, he is one of the bouncers that... Uh, Heath was having a chat with Heath Ledger was having a chat with in the movie. Nice. So he is quite famous. Um, so yeah, he's been pushing to get us in the get himself in the film, and that's uh, uh, still out in the jury. But we'll work on that. I mean, he's working <laughs> on us. He's what grinding us down. But yeah, look, Jai's really good. So there is a scene in uh, a brewery, and it's all a craft brewery, and it's probably one of the most pivotal scenes. It's a you know quite a large music scene. Hannah gets to cut sick a bit. And, for Slem's character, it's quite a pivotal scene for him. So, you know, that's kind of the perfect location for us. But not only that, like Jai's just been really supportive and, you know, he's a quite experienced business person as well. So just been able to have sort of chat with him sort of on that level as well, sort of logistically and sort of those sort of things. So, um, you know, that's been quite good. So if everyone's ever out in Lamia and they want to have a crack at some craft beer, go check out the beer shed and tell them that I sent you beautiful that's quite cool and then as it so happens and just by pure coincidence down the exact same road is this really uh magical den of a place called oz funland land yes also in lamia now oz funland uh is run by uh brian and his wife and um we'll have to get him on the show because he is a character as well and please what's pretty cool about what what oz funland is is it's actually like a proper wizard of oz fun land theme park like it's quite he is like this mad diehard fan that had even like met the family you know over in the states and everything and been given like verbal permission exclusive permission to to run with it because of his passion and enthusiasm and knowledge and it's quite impressive so when you go in there you know what he's done with the place it's quite impressive so that's the scene like that's the location for the the santa scene so yeah so soon because we actually so brian also runs uh brian's very much community focused as well and he's come from a journalism background but one of the things that he tries to do is also to work with young people and the next generation and create pathways for them as well so naturally through the chamber of commerce is like we'd see each other at both of those that we're both attached to and we'll be constantly like complimenting each other on each other's work because, you know, we're both, you know, producing films and, you know, we're both, you know, looking at, you know, fostering the next generation and we go about it two completely different ways, but there is that sort of uh, mutual respect because, you know, like, we both have, we both have, uh, I guess, sort of different skill sets that we can offer. Yes. So it's just really cool to see that there are like-minded people out there. And so natural. And then he also, on top of that, runs this uh, community. Um, it's kind of like a community news program out of his studio, which, right. you know, is called Good Morning MacArthur. So nice. they're just good, new, good news stories. Um, and they've got quite a good following and they're quite... Um, on the pulse with what's happening in town. And, and I just, I just said to him, I said, look, do you reckon that you could, you know, run a story on us in like Heath's in town? Do you reckon you could just, you know, stick him on camera, run an interview? He's pretty entertaining. 
and Heath walked into the Oz Funland and he started freaking out with all the flashing lights <laughs> and the intensity of the propage that goes around. He's like, what the fuck is this place? This is intense. I fucking love it. And then Brian, who's just this massive personality with big eyes and a big smile, you know, comes bursting in. Hey, so he's like, fuck, this dude is intense. I love him. You're in the film. And, you know, before, before Brian knew it, like we'd taken over his whole joint and his life. No, but he's been quite good and supportive as well. So, yeah. So the two locations are Oz Funland, the place, uh, the sort of, you know, the Wizard of Oz uh, theme park, really. Yes. And then, yeah, the Craft Brewery. So, um, and then there's two more locations, two more major locations and a couple of peripherals. So once they all come about, like we'll tell you, you know, we'll tell you where they are and, and the stories behind them. Because the thing is, these people are donating their spaces because they yes. believe in the film and they're donating their spaces because they believe in fostering the film community in the MacArthur and in Southwestern Sydney. So, you know, I'm happy to give these guys as much credit and shout out as, as possible. Because, Beautiful. You know, we're, you know, we're all, we're all there together. Obviously the last couple of locations need to fall into place. So do you have kind of a budgeted shooting schedule at this point um, with anticipated crew? Yeah, not complete yet. So that's probably about halfway done at the moment. Right. So the latest version of the script came out uh, over the weekend. So, you know, we now have uh, somebody working through that. So once that schedule's down, then we can move over into passing it on to our line producer to start to budget up. How are you feeling about um, the 18-day principal shoot? Because that's going to be pretty rushed. Yeah. Oh, look, you know, 18 days, yes, possibly an extra week. We'll kind of cross that bridge when we sort of get into the nuts and bolts yeah. of it. I've never made a film before. He's made three. So, you know, I'm taking a punt. He seems a lot more sure, but we'll see. No, we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, like the thing about it is he's written this as a as a low budget indie film. Like most of most of the coverage is quite easy to churn through. Like a lot of the dialogue happens in this one central house. Right. Um, you know, like he's been quite economical with his script writing and economical with his, his setups and things because he knows you know what he's in for so he's not making anything that's you know unachievable and that's the experience that he's that he's gained from the past yeah. decade essentially well and prior to that we're mentioning well, actually let me change let me change the question here catering which is a big aspect that's all locked in now yeah, uh, as of yesterday. That's fantastic. Because as a former student of film and television myself, this is like 20 years ago, I always found catering to be a vital element in keeping morale and motivation going on any production, especially Indian on those on, on night shoots. Now, I don't know if there are going to be many night shoots, but how important will catering be on this shoot, do you think? Yeah, look, I'll take it one step back. So for those who are listening right now, I don't quite understand the gravity of why Jose is impressed with what I've just pulled off. <laughs> so catering, to finish his sentence, catering is free across the whole shoot. So we've had in-kind sponsorship in terms of catering to cover the whole shoot. Um, and that's a bit of a big deal because what it I've is. noticed is, you know, like I said, we're still we're still in COVID. Like, you know, we're doing pretty well, but businesses aren't pumping like they, you know, most businesses aren't pumping like they used to. So one of the, what I, so the donations and the cash flow into the, the crowdfunding campaign um, sort of isn't quite exactly sort of hitting the target. Mm. We got a lot 
you know, and we're really grateful for that. And that's opening a lot of doors. But so I sort of had to put my producer hat back on and go, look, if we're not going to be getting cash, what can we get in kind and what can we give yes. back? Because if you take something, you've got to give something back. And you, Indeed. With what we do, we've got to try and give back kind of double what we receive because we don't yeah. want to burn people. Either no, because, absolutely. You know, it's, you know, you know, so, you know, we're sort of, sort of talking about people's livelihoods. So we've got to make it worth their while. So what we've managed to do, is we've got a handful of, of restaurants. Well, I've reached out to pretty much everyone in my network and my extended network just saying, look, we've got this film. Um, you know, we'd love businesses to get involved. You know, please reach out, blah, blah, blah. And we sort of, you know, it's good to put a call out like that, but you need to get specific and you need to start targeting specific people just to know, just to sort of help things along. And this is for sort of the producers listening. So I reached out to a lot of uh, restaurants and, and cafes saying, you know, this is where we're at. This is what we need. If you, you know, this is roughly the dates that we're shooting. This is roughly the cast and crew size. It can be anywhere from 10 to 20 people. Um, you know, we'd love if you have the capacity to cater a day, breakfast, lunch, and afternoon tea wow. um, for the entire cast and crew. I said, once we know, and I tried to be as transparent as possible. So once we have a schedule, we know where we're going to be and how many people are going to be that day. We're going to let everybody know. You can pick and choose what you're comfortable and capable of covering. So we've had yeah a couple of businesses that are like, yeah, we'll do a day, we'll do a couple of days. And then we've had a couple of other standouts too who have scooped up quite a lot, quite a lot of uh, the, the, the portion of the heavy lift. So, you know, one of them is Club, uh, club and Angle, who's, you know, a, a big harness racing club, um, really supportive, really engaged in the community, happy to help out. So they've come on board um, to help us. But we've also had a small business called Alkalizer. Now, those who travel to Campbelltown, if you know where the council chambers are, uh, Alkalizer is at the base of the council chambers, just for your own perspective. So that's run by a small business a woman called Shafali, and she's, um, you know, been a big fan and advocate of Brick Studios from the very beginning and seen what we've been doing and been very supportive um, and very enthusiastic. So she's sort of jumped on board and said, look, we, we will scoop up whatever's left. We will take the lion's share. We want to help. We want to be involved. Wow. We want to meet the cast. I want to go on the screen. Um, that kind of thing. So, but no, she's been really supportive. So, you know, but we've also got other organizations. We've got a couple of cafes, um, you know, this German schnitzel house called Gas House. We've got uh, a cafe in uh, Camden called Back Galley. Um, and there's a couple of other people who are talking to us that are interested. So once they sort of say, yes, we're definitely in, we'll let you know who they all are. And we'll, we'll do things to like, you know, connect you guys through the podcast or whatever, because these are really, um, really nice people who are really generous. And if you're in town, and you want to just drop in and just, you know, buy your coffee off them just as a thank you, um, you know, I'm sure they'd really appreciate the gesture. I love it. And definitely, we definitely will make sure that I can get a list of you and um, then I will just read through each one. And, you know, we can hopefully we can end up doing that at some point to everyone because it's just a way to give back to the community and have that recognition. Yeah, absolutely. And these guys will all get all sorts of, you know, in return, they'll get all sorts of marketing collateral and access to the premieres and tickets and, um, you know, they can bring people to. So there is, in terms of giving back, you know, they'll be part of this film, but they'll also be sort of part of the inner circle too, where they'll get exclusive content and and um you know photos with the cast that they can put up on their own social yeah. things and things like that you know? like yeah it's yeah so we, we will you know and then if there's anything else that they're asked for and that's the other thing too some businesses can only contribute a much smaller component but to them percentage wise it's you know substantial to them so you know we're not selling anything we're looking for support and give in that we'll give back as much 
um, yeah. as we possibly can in return. Um, so can you tell us, Dan, for the latest uh, business uh, to be incorporated into helping out the production with Christmas? So uh, we, one of the things that we're also offering as part of the sponsorship, the business sponsorship deals, um, is a bit of product placement. Now, there's these, uh, there's these young entrepreneurs who uh, have this really interesting business with an awesome title called Koala Farts. <laughs> I love um, that they name. A, <laughs> they have a company. It's called Dinky Co. So you can kind of guess where we're at with that. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of knockabout dudes. They're quite hilarious. We've shared a few burgers and stuff together and they're just hilarious guys. So they um, they have this business that they have as part of like a bit of a side hustle to their day job. Right. They're pretty dedicated um, and they've got this really awesome product. And this thing is this uh, eucalyptus-based uh, insect propellant. Right. Hence the koala farts name. Okay. Hence the koala farts name. Um, so what the, the boys have done is they've reached out and they go, look, it's a pretty new company. We don't have a lot of capital, but we think this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. So um, we'd like to get involved with like product placement and stuff. How does that work? And, you know, this is my first film. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know? It was your idea. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Shit, so I've got to fucking find an answer. So, so we met with them and we're like, all right, cool. So we sort of started banding around cash and prices and all that sort of stuff. And the thing about the guys too, which is really interesting, which is really sort of a big deal for us is that they, we were talking about, it. it's like, well, you know, product placement, you know, we'll stick it in the shot. But like, you've, You've got a pretty cool product. It's got an you've got a really cool product. It's got an awesome name. Like you know, let's stick it in the actor's hands. Let's try and crack some jokes about it. You That's know, like brilliant. let's um yeah yeah yeah. So like let's uh, we kind of tiered the product placement offering. So you know, if you pay this much, you get that. If you pay that much, you get that. And they're kind of sort of sitting in the middle. And they're like, dude, we really want this, but we can only afford that. And I'm like, dude, well, you know, like you know, like I said, we're not we're not salesmen, we're not selling you anything. Like if you want to be part of this community, we want you part of it with us. And so what if, what if you can throw us some product, maybe we'll stick it up at all the premieres and people, you know, after the film, they can come and spray qualify <laughs> like, while they're in the foyer waiting for the film to start. They can just shoot around and stuff, you know, and, and we reached some sort of, you know, agreement there. So, but the, the, the point is they believed in us and they believed to back us. So for the sake of, you know, a small amount of money, we're not going to, we're not going to sort of say, no, nah, you're not hitting that target. Like, you know, you're not hitting what we want you to pay. Like, you know, we've got to think bigger than that. And, you know, these guys are, are backing filmmakers. Like, no one makes money in film, but we're fucking, we're in it for the ride. And, and that's the other thing too, is like, we were chatting about, oh yeah, well, what sort of return on investment am I going to get? I'm like, dude, nothing. Like, it's a film. Like, if, yes. you, if you get anything, it's amazing, but we're going to have fun. And they're like, and you've got a fun product. So what are the names of the owners? We can give them a, so we can give them a shout out. Yeah, yeah. So Jacob and, and Craig, um, and I reckon we should try and get them on on podcast as well because they're quite hilarious. So they're really interesting stories, like the day jobs that they have and how qualifiers actually happened. And, you know, what's going to end up happening is he's going to have another pass at the script. And what we're going to do is once we've kind of, you know, got all the sponsors on board is have one more pass and see how we can integrate um, them into the film as well as like a little bit extra. So for Heath to know the boys and to know the story of Koala Farts, it makes it easy for him to integrate it into the film. So it's not blatant product placement. It's actually enhances the story because it's not about taking the, their cash so we can pay the crew. It's about building a community and these guys are willing to support us. So let's, you know, integrate it into the story. Luckily enough, Qualifies is pretty easy to work with. Uh, indeed. So thank you very much, Jacob and Craig of Qualifies. And 
Look, if anyone knows how to get in touch with Dendi, I'm just thinking of cinemas, release a ticket for Christmas that's kind of scratch and sniff and the smell of the koala fart spray. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so with only three weeks to go, we're putting the call out. If you're a business looking to become part of Australian film history, as well as getting your product splashed across Australian cinemas and beamed into millions of homes, once the film streams, then write into Daniel at Brick Studios. .com.au. And if you have any questions about the film or comments for this show, then please write into diary of a crowdfunded film at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to close tonight's chapter like I always do, but normally I ask this to Heath, but I'd like to ask you, Daniel, and if you could indulge me, what would be some advice to aspiring producers? Yeah, so I guess the, the advice would be give more than you take because making a film you need to generate a lot of momentum you got a lot of people relying on you and a lot of you have a, there's a lot that you need to do and there's a lot that you need to a lot that you need to lean on people so you're going to be taking quite a lot so you have to work out some sort of strategy where you can give back to these people but you got to give back more than what they give you that makes sense thank you so much dan well put and thank you for this episode has been raw we've dropped the f-bombs a couple of times i've I've had a ball and I really appreciate your candidness and I hope everyone listening at home and anyone who has been following this podcast has enjoyed themselves. Thank you once again, Dan. Have a great night to all and to yourself, mate. And until next time, ciao. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Crowdfunded Film. Subscribe to hear all future episodes. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a review. For more info, please visit Diary of a Crowdfunded Film on Facebook.